kind of disposable income, does it matter what you spend it on? I, I, on the one hand, no. I, I see, you know, it's, it, I, the, the libertarian instinct in me would say, fine, go ahead, do whatever you want. Um, I'm sure there are those who would say this is a you know pretty uh, crystal clear, like the, the hallmark of a decadent culture would be that. I think just bizarre that you know she had achieved a great deal of success in movie stardom. And now she's become like the sharper image. She's a lifestyle image. brand. Yeah, like she's it's like the mar the sharper image of useless crap, right? With you know where it's, there's like weird <laughs> and chemical and putting it into your bodies parts of your body you probably wouldn't expect, and uh, you know just it's yeah. like Jimmy it's like Jimmy um, Baker selling hemp oil. <laughs> yes, there you go. You know, like it's just it, I don't know. I mean, I think that. I, I think it's interesting because she's obviously a huge capitalist. She's making bank on all of this. And she would have you believe that, like, she doesn't believe in being rich and wealthy. Yeah. Yeah. And, like, you know, all not she only needs she... yoga. Like, well, yes, all she needs are yoga and her millions of dollars that she's making off of group. Yeah. It's a... Um... It's and here's the anyway, and you you've alluded to it in this conversation. It's the frequency with which her ob, her her products are um, involve parts of the body you don't usually see in oh you know you no know, it always involves something being placed somewhere to adjust your chakras or something like that. Yes, I mean these are things that you're just not going to find anywhere else, Jim. No, I guess not that's right. I guess, I guess that's unique. That's right. You know, it's you know, right? Not a lot of competition yeah, like, in this market. Yeah. But, uh, no, you know, I don't know of anyone else making jade egg sphere woohoo because the doctors have come out, ladies, and let you know that guess what? It's bad to do. Don't do that. Don't put things in your woohoo. It doesn't belong there. It's not a purse. <laughs> do you think she just went? What are they not selling on Amazon these days? <laughs> <laughs> Um, I do, I, I really, really want to just get this one in here um, <laughs> prior to us, us getting off the air today because I watched a show on Netflix. It's actually a movie, a documentary called Abducted in Plain Sight. Have you heard anything about this, Jim? Have you heard anybody talking about it? I have not. Now, we had a nonfiction discussion about abductions not that long ago, but uh, uh, that, this sounds a little ominous. What's, uh, you know... This, this is nonfiction. Um, this was uh, a real story. It happened in the 70s of a family whose daughter was abducted by their neighbor twice. How, how, how did everybody, okay, uh, how do you get a chance to do twice? <laughs> that is the correct answer. Everything you just said is the right response. So, um, so what happened? Well, I really don't want to give it away for any of the listeners that have not seen it yet. What I will tell you is that if you do watch it, listen like everything else, I ask you to give me feedback so Jim and I can discuss it on a later show. Because um, I have found that if someone kidnaps my daughter once, <laughs> I don't norm and I'm and I'm lucky enough to get her back. I would not allow him to come hang out, be friends with the family, and then abduct her for a second time. Yeah, you know, that sense of, ah, you know, let's, uh, 
Uh, let you know, we, anybody can have that happen. We, we, everything we just said in the last segment about criminal justice reform doesn't apply to kidnapping. Uh, yeah, sorry, that was a hard to, and, hard, you know, hard to forgive that one. It, well, and it's very hard also to forgive, like, her parents. Like, I... I I'm. I don't know what is wrong with her parents. Like I don't. I. I don't have. I have nothing. Mm-hmm. And I. I really would like to hear back from our listeners if they have. If you have watched it, if you um, have not, and you see it, um, it is disturbing. Um, obviously because of the you know the subject matter, but I would love to hear your feedback because it was just so wild and bizarre and not in the good way. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna. I'm gonna scratch that one, Mickey, and say probably would just make me too paranoid a dad to uh, to watch though. Um, oh, not dumb enough to let things happen that they let these. No, it's not possible. Don't worry about okay. that. That's not going to scare you. You will never. Let me tell you this, listeners. Mm-hmm. If you watch this and you identify with these parents in any way, don't have mm-hmm. children. <laughs> uh, uh, I was going to say, st- even then, though, just the observation that uh, that some kids in this world are, are, you know, dealing with parents who are that. Um, neglectful or foolish or or incapable of uh, uh, protecting them that would indeed trouble me very much um, now by the way if you're wondering what I'm watching on Netflix these days um, mm-hmm. so I the, the boys have gotten me into a series of unfortunate events the series not the weird movie with Jim Carrey a couple of years ago so yeah, um, so Neil Patrick Harris it is and so this is Neil Patrick Harris and like a whole bunch of his old friends just doing wacky things and it's technically a kid's show the whole joke is that none of the shows have that much of a happy ending uh and obviously you know now again when you're if we're saying oh my god do the kids die at the end no it's it's nothing quite like that but it's very much the uh the storyline is you have these two orphans whose uh count olaf is trying to off them and and get access to their fortune that they're going to inherit when they're 18 um neil patrick harris plays count olaf who's supposed to be this Kooky, you know, comic book villainy uh, bad guy with his master of disguise. But Mickey, this show has just about every, oh, hey, it's that guy actor uh, coming down the pike, including Nathan Fillion in a bunch of episodes. So Castle fans and Firefly fans. Uh, Sarah Rue, who's one of those actors, like, oh, it's her. Uh, Yes. 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 Uh, The guy from Dark. Uh, one of the gals from How I Met Your Mother. So I wonder if it's kind of a reunion for Neil Patrick Harris on some of these characters. Oh, right. He uh, was in that. So yeah. Do you know I've never seen an episode of that show? <laughs> you, uh, you you may be one of the few, Mickey. Because, you know, I believe I felt like because you, it was in syndication. Are you a fan on, of your show? Um, it, it could be amusing enough. I, I definitely felt like... So it, it had turned into one of the shows I could watch very easily at like 10, 30, 11 in the evening where I had no mental energy for anything serious. But, ah, OK, I'll watch a laugh track. Keeping in mind, by the way, Mickey, that like uh, because it's on syndication everywhere, I believe there was an episode playing 24 hours everywhere. All the time. Yeah, I see it on a lot. But I, I've literally never seen an episode of it because, of course, in those hours, I'm either watching Friends or most likely Forensic Files or something on Discovery ID. Somebody getting murdered somewhere. Yeah, somebody, yeah, you know. Exactly. You know. Mm-hmm. Um, by the way, earlier this week, Mickey, I used the uh, I went down and I, I, I used as a kind of the trope for a the basis of a column. I imagine in the 80s, you must have been a fan of Robert Stack's Unsolved Mysteries. 
oh my god that was like my favorite show right you know absolutely my favorite show loved it so everyone said oh my god the moment i saw that image of robert stack in the raincoat i'm like i could i could you you could hear the music in your in your mind and as such a it like still gives you goose pimples right I mean, by the end of the hour, you were going to be terrified of serial killers, uh, abduction rings, Mm -hmm. ghosts, and UFOs, Mm -hmm. or maybe all four working together. Like, by the end of it, Robert Stack was going to have you absolutely terrified. And let's just face it, if Robert Stack is wandering around in a raincoat in front of your house, something terrible has happened. (laughs) (laughs) I'm here where the ghosts stabbed the orphans 24 times. And then Dude, stole their organs. You know, people got caught from that show. Yeah, it was kind of a like if you have any of, information, uh, like it was the very first true crime calling catch'em show. Yes. And then of course John Walsh came along and had his you know true crime catch'em show. What was it? I don't even know. He's America's got another one right yes, now. Yes. Oh, America, that's it. America's most wanted. That's hilarious. I actually used to sell that, and I couldn't remember the title. Awesome. America's most wanted. Two-thirds true crime, one-third supernatural. And my understanding is that Robert Stack didn't like that, but that stuff would get, like, the biggest reaction. So he'd have to do the, oh, for God's sake, we know there's no, you know. I think, you know, how they talk about, like, in your formative years, Jim, that's, you know, (laughs) when you really, you know, attach yourself to your identity. I feel like the only show that I can remember from my childhood that I wanted to watch was unsolved mysteries like i could not wait to watch it. and of course you know that's when you had to actually watch it when it yes. was on and yeah. I everything was, was appointment wednesday television night. then yeah exactly i feel like it was on wednesday nights but it was on like nine o'clock or something mm-hmm. and i mean but i didn't care because there was no way i was missing it because it was the most awesome show ever and there was like a, a semi-famous murder um in the town next to my small town and this was back in the 60s when my parents were in high school. A high school student was murdered by her teacher. Oh, wow. Oh, that, that's and not, yeah. not where that story usually goes. No, but of course there was, you know, suspicion of was there a relationship or did he try something with her and she fought him off or whatever. But ultimately he was convicted of her murder and was put into jail and he escaped from the state penitentiary. And... Oh ended up on Unsolved Mysteries. And they caught him. Oh, that's excellent. I love what it would be. Because then, then he becomes a solved mystery. Then, you know, it all of a sudden is not... Uh, yeah. When I was younger, they aired it. Well, like, of course, you know, and in my small town, like, it was like, oh my god, this is going to be on Unsolved Mysteries. Like, this is the biggest thing ever. Mm-hmm. And they, they did. They actually caught him. But it was, again, one of those situations where you know, I watch a lot of these true crime shows, so they do a lot of those sketches and things of that nature, mm-hmm. renderings, and they look at it and, like, you know, someone called in and said, oh, this looks just like my neighbor, blah, blah, blah. I, they don't look like even people to me most of the time. Mm-hmm. So, like, I don't think I'm ever going to be that person. That, yeah, the, the, you mean being a sketch artist or being someone who would recognize from a sketch artist? Because, yeah, it does, it does tend to be, you know. Recognizing the sketch. Because, like, I look at them and I see nothing generally. And so it always amazes me when people are like, oh, yeah, that's my neighbor. That, you know, that guy, that looks just like my neighbor. And you're like, and then they show a picture of him next to the sketch and you're like, uh, kind of. 
that that generic you know <laughs> somebody needs to do a, a piece of artwork called you know um uh generic 80s thug right <laughs> you know or you can go kind of tell that uh like tom brady doing bad things there everywhere. you go brady seems to pop up in these circumstances Suspiciously, you know, for, oh, should we even mention and, the Super Bowl or is it like, I eh, yeah. that. um, yes, the Super Bowl happened. No, nobody cared. How's that? Like, it really has come to the point where, like, the best the, the, all of this is we're moving into draft. Yeah. The, the Patriots, uh, have now won the Super Bowl so many times that, like, I don't even get bothered by it anymore. It's like bad oh, weather. It just happens every year oh, or two. I wish I were in that camp. I wish I were in that camp, but I am not, Jim. I am in still in the bitter Betty camp of my Steelers are a hot mess right now. And we even being just like, keep in mind, like, you know what a hot mess my Steelers are between Le'Veon Bell and Antonio Brown and everything else. And we still beat the Patriots this year. Hey, look at that. You, you beat the Super Bowl. Yeah. There you go. And we didn't make the playoffs because we were so dumb. So yeah, like it's it's been rough, but the good news is season is over, and we get to start again. I was gonna say one of those seasons where you're like, you know what, just 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 close the book on it, and uh, mm-hmm. you know look, look forward to the draft yeah. in a couple of months. So yeah. exactly, and I am already anxiously looking forward to it. And uh, so I mean, there has been a lot of news. It's been a lot of crossover political pop culture. We would have been remiss if we had not discussed what we did in the first segment. Um, of the show, but I think because I think it's kind of invaded our culture at this point. I mean, we're not talking political. This is as cultural as you're going to get. Um, but we appreciate you sticking with us and staying with us. And uh, we're going to be back as soon as we can. We're trying to get back on a regular schedule, right, Jim? We are. And hopefully the next couple <laughs> of weeks should be normal. Yeah, we're working on trying. Yeah, we're working towards a solid schedule. But thank you so much for listening uh, to the one, the only Jim and Mickey show. I'm Mickey White. He's Jim Garrity. You can catch us at Spot. You can catch us. I'm sorry, at iTunes, and you can also catch us at SoundCloud.com forward slash Jim and Mickey Show. And of course, you can always hit us up on Twitter. I'm at Bias Girl, and he's at Jim Garrity. Once again, thanks for listening to T Jams. <laughs>